Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. To all my bed crimers, hi, how are you? I hope you're having a great weekend. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Let me just ask that after watching and or listening to the video, if you find you enjoyed it or learned something, do me a favor, smash the like button and consider subscribing. Now, let's dig in. The Suzanne Morphew case continues to fascinate. Suzanne disappeared over Mother's Day weekend in 2020. Her husband Barry was the last person to see her alive, and eventually he was charged with taking her life. But just as he was about to be tried for her murder, the charges against him were suddenly dismissed and the trial was canceled. It was all very confusing at the time. This case is fascinating for many different reasons. One of them is that we see connections to other true crime cases. In some ways, Barry Morphew is reminiscent of Chris Watts. Barry's wife Suzanne went missing in Colorado, just like Shanann Watts did, and Barry was then on video post her disappearance, just like Chris Watts was, trying to sell himself as a husband who was devastated that his wife was missing and who wanted nothing other than for her to turn back up alive and well. And in both cases, Barry and Chris came across as not terribly authentic and not really all that cracked up by the losses of their wives. Note that both men also told the authorities that prior to their wives going missing, they'd been intimate. Interesting. There are also echoes of the Fotis Doulos case. Fotis Doulos was charged with doing in his estranged wife, and part of the evidence against him were images of him throwing trash away in multiple locations post his wife's disappearance. Those images were captured on surveillance cameras. Barry Morphew was also caught on surveillance camera footage, dumping trash in multiple trash cans after Suzanne disappearance. Throwing things away in many different locations and dumpsters is inherently a suspicious behavior after one's spouse or a strange spouse goes missing. Now, Dulos had help from a girlfriend, and some people have theorized that maybe Barry also had help from his alleged mistress. But that part about the mistress and Barry, that's all pure speculation. None of it has been substantiated at least so far. But let's get back to the part about where the charges against Barry Morphew were suddenly dismissed just nine days before his trial was scheduled to begin. We're now learning more about what went down behind the courthouse walls during the period prior to and post Barry's trial getting canceled. And it's as fascinating as the rest of the Morphew case. A key player who helped make it impossible for the prosecution to effectively try Barry Morphew for Suzanne's death was Judge Ramsey Lama. Lama was presiding over the Morphew murder case in Fremont County, and he was the one who agreed to drop all charges against Barry Morphew without prejudice before the trial. Prosecutors had filed a motion to dismiss the indictment against Barry Morphew, 
before a pretrial conference on April 13th of 2022. District Attorney Linda Stanley wrote at the time that she and her team needed to investigate the case further, and she also said that the investigators were close to discovering the victim's body. Stanley also cited the court's decision, meaning Judge Lama's decision, to exclude several key expert witnesses who were initially endorsed. Stanley wrote this, without this crucial evidence and without the victim's body, the people cannot move forward at this time in good faith. The reason Judge Lama issued severe sanctions on Linda Stanley and the prosecution was because the prosecution had failed to turn over what's been described as potentially exculpatory evidence ahead of Barry's trial. Remember, exculpatory means evidence that might show the defendant did not commit the crime. The prosecution had missed deadlines imposed by the court for turning over evidence to the defense team, and as punishment for the prosecution violating these rules, Judge Lama barred 14 of the prosecution's 16 expert witnesses from testifying. Some of the experts that Judge Lama barred were experts in DNA, vehicle data, and cell phone data analysis. Judge Lama found that DA Stanley and her team repeatedly missed deadlines and failed to turn over important information. The judge wrote, the people's actions amount to negligent and arguably reckless disregard for their discovery obligations. Well, after that, Linda Stanley and her team basically had no case against Barry Morphew because without those expert witnesses, they could not prove his guilt. So because of their barred expert witnesses and because they hadn't yet found Suzanne's body, the prosecution felt that they had to ask Judge Lama for the case against Morphew to be dismissed without prejudice. Without prejudice just means that if and when the prosecution feels it has enough evidence against Barry Morphew, they can charge him once again in connection with Suzanne's death. So, Bear Bear, you're not off the hook. And so, on April 19th of 2022, Lama granted the prosecution's motion to dismiss the case. Behind the scenes, apparently, D.A. Stanley was furious with Judge Lama's decisions to bar almost all of her expert witnesses. And according to Judge Lama, because of this, Stanley launched an investigation into his prior marriage, hoping to dig up dirt on him in order to get him removed from his post. So Judge Lama is painting District Attorney Linda Stanley as a vindictive person who wanted to basically destroy his career because she was angry that he punished her for violating discovery rules. This makes Stanley look like a criminal herself and like someone who just expects the judge to sort of side with her and support her no matter what. Lama recently told the Denver Gazette how he felt when he learned about Stanley's investigation into his former marriage. Lama said, It was shocking to me. These were flagrant bullying and retaliatory actions, and I thought the public needed to know, end quote. The public does need to know because the position of district attorney is an elected position.
So a month after Judge Lama dismissed the case against Morphew at the prosecution's request, he stepped down from the judiciary, citing health reasons. And then not long after that, he filed a complaint with the Colorado Supreme Court's Office of Attorney Regulation Counsel, the long name, against Linda Stanley, claiming that Stanley had her own investigator follow his ex-wife around to dig up dirt on him in retaliation for his rulings. The complaint document outlines what happened, says that Stanley was suspicious that Judge Lama may have abused his ex-wife. Stanley wrote in a group text to her team that there must be a reason that Lama's orders were, quote, so egregious against us, and she encouraged getting an interview with Lama's ex-wife to see if there was something going on. So Stanley wanted to see if Judge Lama's ex-wife would spill any dirt on her ex-husband. Per Judge Lama, Stanley first asked Chafee County Sheriff's investigator Alex Walker to investigate him. Him. But when Walker refused, Stanley had her own DA investigator investigate Lama. The investigator followed Lama's ex-wife and their child to a park, and he then interviewed the former spouse, who denied that there was any DV in their marriage and that Lama ever spoke to her about the Morphew case. After this, Stanley backed down. Judge Lama said that Stanley had no basis to look into his personal life except for rumor and manufactured conspiracy theories, and he believes Stanley got the idea about this DV situation in his marriage thanks to a YouTube video where a man dressed in a bulletproof vest criticized Judge Lama's handling of the Morphew case, and the man shared a theory that Lama's rulings were influenced by alleged DV in his own marriage. And this person even threatened Judge Lama in the video, telling him to get off the case or else there would be more coming. Judge Lama, of course, was fearful of this person, and so he had the Cannon City Police keep an eye on his, meaning Lama's, house. And Judge Lama also arranged to have an escort to and from court for a period of time. Judge Lama's complaint lists multiple violations that were found during an extensive investigation into Linda Stanley's behavior since she took over the Morphew investigation in January of 2021. One of the complaints points to Stanley's relationship, get this, with the host of the YouTube channel called Profiling Evil leading up to and after Barry Morphew's May 5th, 2021 arrest. In a text, host Mike King of Profiling Evil asked Stanley whether Morphew, quote, strangled Suzanne in the hot tub, to which Stanley responded, we know it wasn't bloody, but keep spinning ideas in your brain, end quote. Call me naive, but I find it somewhat unethical for Mike King to be asking the district attorney overseeing a case for inside information about how the prosecution believes the defendant may have allegedly done in his wife prior to the trial. Per Judge Lama's complaint, the text between Mike King and Linda Stanley continued as the investigation moved toward the preliminary hearing. How could a district attorney do this in good faith? And how could Mike King think this was acceptable? Isn't he former law enforcement? 
If he's not working on the case, then he has no right to inside info like that. After the preliminary hearing in August of 2021, Linda Stanley even appeared on Mike King's channel to explain the legal process of such a proceeding. It turns out that I'm not the only one who's upset with this behavior. A former DA named Bob Grant commented on Stanley's behavior, telling the Denver Gazette this, My God, you don't go on a podcast. That's Prosecution 101. Assuming that the bulk of the allegations and the complaint are proven and factually accurate, she wasn't ready for the complexity of the Morphew case. And I'm afraid that what she was ready for was the headlines. End quote. I'm with you, Bob Grant. Lama's complaint document mentioned other allegations as well against Linda Stanley, including a host of discovery violations and the fact that, according to the complaint, Stanley did not ask for additional funding for the Morphew prosecution when she submitted her 2022 budget to county commissioner. Now, a month after this, Linda Stanley's lead prosecutor, Jeff Lindsay, resigned. And apparently, Lindsay, who is now a prosecutor in Pueblo, recently announced a run to replace Linda Stanley as district attorney in the 11th Judicial District. Stanley will be up for re-election in November of 2024. Judge Lama also told the Denver Gazette that Linda Stanley was so brazen about going after him that it dawned on him that she thought her behavior was okay. Lama said, quote, she believed she could do it, that there was nothing wrong with it, end quote. Linda Stanley appears to think that she's above the law, even though she's supposed to be representing law and order. And apparently, Judge Lama is not the only person to file complaints against her. Another complaint was filed by Fremont County Sheriff Alan Cooper and by another citizen sleuth named Tom Chelston. Judge Lama's complaint does not ask for a specific punishment, but Lama has said that he saw enough during the short time he oversaw the Morphew case to believe that Linda Stanley should be disbarred. Lama told the Denver Gazette, quote, I think she should lose her law license. I do not believe she should be practicing law. This was an abuse of her position, end quote. Gosh, I also see connections to the Delphi case here. You have attorneys, whether on the defense side of things or on the prosecution, who are either blatantly breaking the rules or who are being sloppy with the evidence, not securing it properly, not sharing it properly with the other side, it makes you wonder how any case manages to make it through the judicial system. With DAs like this, with attorneys like that, how can justice really be served? Let's hope we see better behavior moving forward. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories.